felt like I need a fanny pack as a pastor. Put my water in my Bible, you know. The fanny packs aren't in. You guys know that, so don't don't get any ideas. They they went out a while back. <laughs> fishing fishing vest, man. That fishing vest. I don't want to talk about fanny packs, but. You have your Bibles. Let's go to Daniel chapter 3. Daniel chapter 3. You guys hear me okay? Okay. I didn't ask that in case I, you know, I'm going to get loud today. I don't I don't plan on getting loud, but uh But the you know the you know, as the Lord has really birthed this in my spirit about contending. Contending in the faith for what it is we need as individuals, as, as the church corporately. I mean, I, even as Don released that word, I'm a little, I'm a little, uh, I don't know, I'm just a little, I'm not shaken. I'm just, uh, see, I, I believe that. And that's what we've been contending for. We've been contending for that. Amen. Just on a side note, too, if you guys would uh, mark your calendars. um, October 17th through the 20th, we will be holding revival meetings here. I feel that it's it's imperative that we that we hold special meetings in uh, the fall of this year. uh, We'll um, we'll have uh, uh, Nathan Pimentel, uh, evangelist from Maine. Uh, he was with us last year. We had great meetings with him, and uh, he'll be here. But um, you know, mark mark those dates now because it, it's important that you under you, you understand the importance of revival. It's a, you know, it be, because it's a time that we can bring new people in. A lot of times, it, it's for us too, as a church and as for uh, as for, as a congregation to come in and get recharged and get refreshed. But it's also a time that we bring people in into the house of God. They receive fresh word, fresh manna. They, they receive a word from the Lord. So, uh, so mark those dates. Those are going to be special meetings. Um, you know, we've been praying, and we'll, we'll start praying even more for those meetings um, that um, they're going to be powerful. Amen. Uh, 17th through the 20th, um, October. So, Daniel chapter 3. You guys with me? Amen. I want to pick up at uh, verse 8. It says, Therefore at the time certain chadlins came forward and accused the Jews. They spoke and said, king, said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, um, the lair and psalms, and symphony with all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the gold image. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not paid due regard to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the golden image which you have set up. I, you know, I, I want you to understand the context of this scripture because you, we, you have to understand that people, the world system is wanting you to bow down to everything that's being set up. 
So I, I want you to get the context of what, what's being preached today because I'm, I'm going to tell you, God's going to inject faith into the body of Christ. I'm going to keep reading. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they bought these men before, brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is this true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? If you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image which I have set up, now if you are ready at this time, you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, and psalms and symphony with all kinds of music. And you fall down. You, you see what's, what's going on here? The government is giving a condition. If you fall down, if you fall down, if you fall, you fall down and, and, and you do what's being asked of you to do. So I, I, <laughs> I wasn't going to yell today. Hallelujah. I'm not yelling. I, I'm, I'm very passionate about this. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of the burning fire furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from, uh, from, from my hands? See, you know, here, here's the, here he is. I'm the king. If you don't, who's going to deliver you from me? Man. You, you get, get this. Who's going to deliver you from, from man? I, I, I'm ruler over you. Who's going to deliver you? Everybody say, but God. Because, see, I love to say, but God. See, we serve a big God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar. You know, and, and I feel like this is how we have to approach situations. Uh, 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 oh, uh, oh, uh, who, do, who do you think? Oh, Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, king, who do you think you are? We have no need to answer you in this matter. Think We have no need whatsoever to answer you in this matter because the things you say don't make sense to the God I serve. Because, see, my God, I'm, I'm separated by, by, by what my God says. We have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And He will deliver us from your hand, O King. But if not, let it be known to you. Let it be known to you. I'm still not going to bow to your God's. I'm still not, no, no matter what happens, I'm not going to bow to your gods. I'm not, you know, you can put me in the furnace. It, it's not going to change. It's not going to change who I am. I'm not going to bow to what, to, to what you're asking me to do because there's only one true God. I'm paraphrasing some of this. Hallelujah. Verse 19, then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury. And then the expression of fear uh, 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 on his face changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, Meshach, and Abednego. He spoke and commanded that they, uh, that the heat of the furnace be turned up seven times more than it usually was heated. And then he commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in the army of, uh, to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then the men were bound in their coats, their trousers, and their, their turbines, and the, others, and the other garments. Because the king's command was, uh, was urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot. The flame of the fire killed those men who took up, the, I'm sorry, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And, and these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar, verse 24, was astonished. And he arose in haste and spoke, saying to his uh, counselors, Did did you not cast these three men bound in the midst of the fire? Look, he answered, I see four men, hallelujah, loose, walking in the midst of the fire. And, when, and, and they're not hurt. 
And, they, and, they, the, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Verse 26, Then Nebuchadnezzar went near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spoke, saying, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God. You see what happens? The servants of the Most High God, not my gods, the Most High God, your God. Your God. Your God. Everybody say, my God. <laughs> because, see, that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about one true God. We're not talking about multiple gods. We're not talking about bowing down to a world system. We're not talking about believing, b- believing in, in, in multitudes of gods. We're talking about one true God. Amen. Verse, 20, verse 29, it says, Therefore I make a decree that any people, nation, or language which speaks anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut into pieces, and the house shall be made as ash heap, because there is no other God who can deliver like this. Hallelujah. Then the king, uh, the king <clears throat> promised Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego um, in the providence of Babylon. It is not. I'm sorry, then, then the king promoted. Then the king promoted Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego. He promoted them. He promoted them because of their faith. Father, I pray, Lord, even today, as we, as we look at what it means to be, a, to be alive in Christ, as we look at uh, today, Lord, uh, what, what faith, what kind of faith needs to rise in your body? I pray, Lord, for the anointing, Lord, to be upon this message. I pray for the anointing of God to be upon every child and every family in this church. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. You know, it's uh, the context of this scripture, as I, as I was reading, reading last night, I, I you know, you, you, can, you can look at this and you, you can begin to see just, just how history, just how the enemy has a tendency to want to repeat things over and over and over again. You know, you know there's, there's nothing new under the sun. Sin is sin. The worship of other gods it, it, it was, was as prevalent before Christ as it is now that you know there are people that that worship uh, uh, you know many idols or 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 or, or uh, other types of things or idols but you know what you have in this instance right here you have you have three guys that 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 are standing amen you know that they're not only standing in the gap for themselves but they're standing in the gap for a nation three guys standing in the gap for a nation I want you to get that in your spirit. How many people does it take to stand for a nation? How many people does... See, you know, a lot of people want to put their head in the sand right now. Well, you know, the church, it's going to go through hard times. No, not my church. Not my church. Because you know what? He's in charge of the church. And as long as the church is here, the church is purpose to advance. Amen? It does, you know, please understand, it doesn't mean that we don't... There's not stuff that comes. Amen. But as long as the church is here, it will advance. Amen. 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 So, you know, just like these three guys, they stood up and they said, no, we don't even really want to answer you in this matter. Because what you have to say to me doesn't pertain to my life in God. You know, what's being said today doesn't pertain, doesn't dictate me and my faith. My faith, I'm talking about faith moving, amen? Faith in Jesus Christ, not, not religion. And I, I don't want to confuse this because sometimes even as Christians, we, we, can, we can develop in our own mind forms of types of religion where, where we know the Word of God, we read the Word of God, but we, then we're absent of faith. 
But see, you know, you have to understand something. I'm, I'm not talking about religion today. You know, many people will come up to me and say, well, you know, I, I don't, you know, if you're out ministering, you know, well, I'm not very religious. I always say, me neither. I am not a religious person. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not. Because, see, I, I got a hold of something, you know, 20 plus years ago, I got a hold of something that was, that was, that, that got in me that said, you know, I, I, I begin to read the Bible and I begin to see it, but I, I begin to see some things in the Word of God. It was like, well, you need to go do this. Uh, uh, okay. And it wasn't like anybody was necessarily directing me to go do it. I just felt to do it. You know, and I shared with this congregation, the first person I ever led to the Lord was in Fairmont, in Pleasant Valley. And it was a, a, a girl that was, she was Catholic. And all I knew to, to do was to tell her about Jesus Christ and the power of our Lord. Amen. And I, so I, all I did was preach. It was, I was at work. Amen. You hear, hear what I'm saying? I was at work. You know, because you know what happens when God, when God, when you recognize that there's one true God, there's only one God, El Shaddai, Elohim, He is my God. Amen. You know, there's, there's one God. When you recognize that, man, you, you, you don't have to put up with the enemy's stuff. There's the right word. So I was looking for the right word. You don't have to put up with the enemy's stuff. And see, you know, this is what I want to get into today. Because, you know, one of the things, guys, listen, as a church, you have to determine in your heart how you're going to contend. You have to determine where, where you're going to stand today. You know, please understand, I'm not talking about e even five months from now. You have to determine in your heart where you stand now. You, ha you have to determine in your heart. Hey, I, I, you know, think about it. Guys, things can happen so quick right now. 18 months is nothing. Our world has changed. The whole world has changed in 18 months. Two times the world's been shut down. One was called a great flood, Noah. You, you think about this. And then the second time's COVID. In, in our day, guys, in our day, COVID has shut the world down. You, you have to make and you have to determine in your heart right now, right now, where you stand. What are you willing to contend for? And I, I'm going to tell you this because, see, you, you, <laughs> you're not contending for religion. You're contending for faith. The enemy, the enemy, do, you, you know, the enemy doesn't, once you're saved, see, the enemy, enemy doesn't care that you're just saved. You know, what does the enemy attack? He attacks your faith. That's what he comes after. He, he will always come after your, 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 your steps of faith. He will always look at and say, you know, I, 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 you know I'm going to mess with them here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create doubt. I'm going to create unbelief. Where does, that all, where does all, that, all that come from? From hell. Unbelief comes from hell. It's not from God. Amen. Amen. I still haven't even got into my opening. Praise God. But see, listen, you know, and, you know, coming out of the context of a scripture, Jude 1-3, and I shared that last week. We got into it a little bit on Wednesday night. We got into Hebrews chapter 4. But, you know, one of the things in, in Jude chapter 1 and, and verse 3, you know, one of the things that, 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 that I grapple with is, is you know, th this word, contend. Because, see, you have, to, you have to determine today what you're contending for. If you're not contending for anything, I'm going to say this. Please don't get mad at me. You're not, you're not contending. If you're not contending for something, you're not walking in faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. Okay? We walk by faith, not by sight. So you, you as a born-again believer, you know what? You have to contend. 
You know, when you get saved, it's just the beginning. Think somehow, I'm just going to make heaven. I'm thankful I'm going to make heaven. Yeah, that, that's great. But now we, now we contend for, for the more of God. Amen. For the, for the greater exploits of God. Amen. But, you know, and this is what it says. That, you know, and I, I read it out of the NLT last night, and it was interesting. It says, you know, uh, you know it talks about contending. But one of the things in NLT, NLT Jude 1.3, it, it, uh, it talks about defending your faith. Defending your faith. So please understand something today. You know, guys, listen. You today can defend your faith. You today can contend in faith for the things of God. You know, we contend, you, know you contend individually for things. The church contends corporately for things. I remember um, when, I was, when I was newly saved, you know, I, I was put in a place where I, where I was contending corporately for, for the body of Christ and didn't really know what I was doing. But I, I, was, uh, I was on a board. I was on a church board. And uh, our pastor had stepped down. He had resigned. And, of course, I don't know if anybody's ever been through anything like this. But it's, you know, when, it, when a pastor steps down and resigns, he was, for the most part, was leaving on good terms. Everything was fine. You know, I, I was young in the faith, very young in the faith. But, you know, one of the things that when he left, you know, people begin to talk. You know, that's what happens, right? People begin, well, you know, that pastor's leaving. You know, it's the church. The church is going to drop in attendance. You know, there's going to be a church split. I didn't, I didn't even, you know, I, did, I wasn't, I didn't grow up in church. I never had seen anything like this. So as we're around the table, I raised my hand. I said, no, I don't think so. And they're like, what? I said, no, I don't think any of that's going to happen. I think we need to pray. I, I, I wasn't even, I didn't even know really how to pray at that point. I just, I just knew something in me that had rose up. It was a thing called faith. And, it, it, you know, and, I, and I realized something very quickly, that it talked differently than everybody else around the table. And they said, well, you know, why don't you become the spokesman for the board? And, you know, it was funny because I was learning how to hear God. I was learning... And be, even before I, when I walked into the church, I felt like they were going to appoint me to, to oversee the process of bringing a pastor in. And I'm the youngest board member. And I was like, certainly. You know, I keep my mouth shut. But I realized something very quickly, that God had put me in a place, He had put me in a, a, a position right now where, that, where I was going to have to contend for something. And, you know, and I was going to have to pull everybody in, even when things got negative. Even when things got, you know, well, you know, we're going to try out this, Pastor. We're going to try out this. There's a process in place. And I kept reminding everybody, this is how we do it. This is the process. This is how we do it. And, you know, it, what's really cool about the situation, because the, the pastor that they were, they were bringing in had passed to the church previously. And I felt, I, you know, the only thing about this, I didn't know him. Everybody in the church knew him, and he was a great man of God. He was a great, he's a great preacher. And, but, you know, I was like, I'm going to just do what the, I'm going to work the process. I'm going to do what God tells me to do. And so I'm learning as a, as a new believer to, to hear from God. Amen. You know, see, understand, see, God, God will use you, and he'll, he'll put you in a place where you contend for things. You contend for the things in the church. And, you know, and I remember the day that, you know, um, I had called him. He said, yeah, I'm going to turn my resume in. And I said, well, listen, I'm going to be in Charleston. I said, you know, why don't I stop by? And he was at the Capitol. He was a state trooper. He's in uniform at the state, uh, state trooper in the rotunda. 
And I'll ne- I'll, for me, it was one. It was just. It was always one of those great memorable experiences. I walk in. He's all. He's he's decked out in his green his green outfit, state trooper. And uh, you know, I walk up to him. I don't even really know him all that well. And I and and you know what the Lord had told me that that will be the pastor of the church. That, that you know, I was driving down. I was praying, and I felt that. I felt that release. And we stood in the rotunda during actually when session was going on, and he grabbed a hold of my hands. He said, "Let's pray." And we were in the rotunda in that hall and that thing. And we just begin to pray. And I begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. And you could, you know, people walking by in suits and senators and all that. And here we are. I got a hold of his hands. He's a state trooper. And we're praying in the Holy Ghost. We're praying in the Spirit of God. Let your will be done, Lord. We thank you, Father, for advancing the kingdom. And, you know, but my point in telling you this story is that, you know, there are places and times where you have to learn to contend. You have to learn to contend for the things of God. You know, understand something. You contend corporately for the corporate body. That's one of the things the Lord's going to ask more of us to do, to contend for the church. You know why? Because he loves his church. What does God love? He loves his church. What's he coming after? The church. Amen? So we do that. You know, I, I, you know even, even individually today. You know, everybody close your eyes. Close your eyes real quick. If there were one thing, one thing through the next three months, because the Lord's going to speak to you right now. I believe that. If there was one thing that you were contending for over the next three months that you needed to take place individually in your life, everybody got something? You're, you're contending for it. Maybe it's two. You got it? Everybody got something? Amen. Amen. Open your eyes. See, this is it right now. Because individually, you have, to, you have to be able to place yourself right now in the place of contending. And you know how you do this? Listen, you, 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 you can read the Word of God. And you need to read the Word of God. You need to be strong in reading the Word of God. But you know, this contending... This thing, you know, because sometimes what, what, we, what, we, what we miss or we don't understand is this faith action. See, we can say that we have religion, but I'm going to tell you, your, your religion can be very useless. The things, the things that come out of your mouth can be, you can know Scripture, you can know the Word of God, you can know what it says for someone, you can prophesy, you can do all these things that, 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 that's in the Word of God, but nothing... Well, nothing will happen if you don't have faith behind that. Your religion will be useless, amen. And and you you have to understand that you have to carry and walk things out in faith. So, you know, as I add, you close your eyes. You know, what, what, you know, you you got something. What are the steps, what, what are the next steps that you have to do, that you have to walk in to contend for that to happen? And I'm going to tell you this, it's going to involve you doing it. It's going to involve you walking in it. And listen, guys, you got to do it for you. A lot of times people, you know, they, well, I'm contending for, for this or that, for, for this person. It's great to contend with people. I contend with people a lot for miracles, for signs, for wonders, for things to happen in families' lives. You, you, you do that. But you also have to be in a place of where you're contending for yourself. Amen. You're contending for the things of God. Amen. So contend earnestly. You know, I, I marvel at, at a scripture. It's actually found in Luke 18, Luke 18, 8. And Jesus says this, I tell you, he will grant you justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man returns, 
How many will he find on earth that have faith? How, how many people will he find in faith when he returns? So that, that's why I'm talking about even today, your, your religion. Your, what, you know, you, you know, how many people am I going to find? Walk, you, you ever think about that scripture? That when Jesus returns, will he find faith? Will he find faith on this earth? Hallelujah. See, the enemy wants to rob you of your faith. You know, Jesus, in Mark 440, he, he, asked, he asked a very simple question. Why is it that you have no faith? You know what happened? The enemy robbed them of their faith. He, ro he robbed them of their faith. Why is it that you have no faith? You, you see what the enemy does? He, he slips in, he comes in, and he wants to rob people of their faith. A lot of times people will, don't ever, don't make this mistake. Well, God's testing me. No, 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 no. The enemy's robbed you of your faith. Quit giving the enemy, you know, the credit to, to, to whatever. No, the enemy's robbing you of your faith. Pastor, I don't, no, the enemy's robbing you of your faith. So recognize who, who's coming after The enemy will always attack faith. He will attack your faith. And you know, that's, that's, where, that's where you get into the areas of unbelief. That's where you get into, well, I'm just not sure. You know, I heard, I heard Bill Winston, we was talking, I listened to a sermon, and, and I was listening to Bill Winston, and he was talking about unanswered prayer. And he said, you have to get fed up with unanswered prayer. You, ha you have to determine in your heart that I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to live a life of unanswered prayer. Amen. You, you, you see, that, that's the thing about faith. Faith has to take, I'm not going to live a life of unanswered prayer. You know, the Lord's, you know, there are things that we have to wait on sometimes. But you know what we do? We stand. Actually, take your Bibles, go to Acts chapter 12. Man, I, go to Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12. Actually, let's pick up at verse 6, Acts, Acts 12, 6. Because th there, there are certain things that, you, you know, that will come upon a believer in faith. And, you know, and, and I want to show you this in Scripture. Um, Acts chapter 12, verse 6. It says, Now when Herod was about to bring him out on the way, <clears throat> on that very night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers. What was Peter doing? What was he doing? Get, what was Peter doing? I, I, he's sleeping, right? What, was he in the prison shaking the, you know, let me out of here. I, you know, I, uh, you know I, if only my Lord would come. No, he's resting. I'm going to tell you that there, you can determine in your heart, you can determine in your spirit, you know, I'm going to rest in this thing called faith. I'm not worried about my life. I'm not worried about whether or not I'm going to get out of jail. You know, that, isn't that fascinating? Peter's not, he's not like, he's not high pressure. He's not like looking at the situation, fretting and losing control. I don't know if anybody's ever lost control. You, you're, wait, you're believing for something and you're just, you're just, you get all manic about it. You're just, blah, 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 blah. you know, no, he's resting. There can be a resting faith that can come upon you. 
you guys get that? Because, see, listen, sometimes we, we, we try to push and we try to make things happen and we just push. No, no, no. Stop and rest. Go to sleep. Take a nap. Take a nap. He's in prison. That's what he does. He takes a nap. Let's, let's keep reading. Verse 7, And behold, an angel of the Lord stood up next to him, and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side, woke him up. He, and I love He was asleep. <laughs> Get up quickly. And the chains fell off his hands, and the angel sent to him, Dress yourself, put on your sandals, and he did so. And then he said to them, Wrap your cloak around you, around, uh, around you and follow me. And he went out, and he followed him. He did, he did not know that he was being... Um, being done by the angels was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. When he had passed the first and the second guard, they came uh, to the iron gate leading into the city. It opened for them. Uh, you know, hallelujah. Aren't angels great? They're, they're here to help us and aid us. Amen. They don't save us, but they are, they're here to help us and aid us. It's uh, its its own accord. And they went out and went along one street. And immediately the angel left him. When Peter came to himself, he said, Now I'm not sure that the Lord has sent an angel and rescued me from the hand of Herod, from, <clears throat> from all that the Jewish people were expecting. When he realized this, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose name was Mark, where many were gathered together. And what were they doing? They were praying. They were praying. And when they had knocked at the door of the gate, you know, they were praying for Peter. They were praying for Peter. Peter was resting. He, he, he was asleep resting. They were praying for Peter. Peter. And you know, what's, what's, what's really great about the story is Rhoda comes to the door. Rhoda. Rhoda comes to the door. She, she looks. It's Peter. But, it, you know, it, it's certainly not Peter. It's unbelief. Unbelief. You know, can I tell you that, you know, that even in prayer, there can be unbelief? I didn't, she didn't believe it was Peter. God just did a miracle, right? There's, there's faith. The element of faith is working. So she runs back and tells him, you know, there's, I think Peter's, Peter's at the door, but it may be his ghost. I, you know? You, you see, you can, you know, that's why, you know, like I said, you, you know, you can even have unbelief in a prayer meeting. They, they, they were praying for Peter. Peter shows up. You know, I'm thankful they were praying. Amen. But, you know, when God answers sometimes, don't act surprised. You know, and that's what, ha you know, people, well, God answered my prayer. Wow. And people just get, they get, they get enamored by it. They get like, wow, God did that. He'll do it again. Amen. He'll do, it, he'll do it again. See, this is the importance of contending. This is the importance of setting yourself up and, and, and you know, contending for the things of God. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to give you just a few points today. I don't even know where time's at. Amen. I think that clock's always wrong anyway, so it doesn't matter. So, It's over there, and I always look ahead, so every once in a while I'll catch it out of the corner of my eye. So a few things that faith does for the believer. A few things that faith does for the believer. Faith sees it and it goes for it. See, listen, if you're, if you're not seeing things in faith, get, get, get what I'm saying. If you're not seeing it, if you're actually not, you, you know, you, you ever like you're believing for something to happen? But see, you know, honestly, when you're believing for something to happen, you, there, there's got to be this, this, this engine called faith behind that. I, I believe that this can happen. You've got to begin to see it. 
You know, Mel and I were talking last night. She said she had taught a message last night. It was, it's, it's interesting. And what Brother Don was talking about today, even around tithe and offering, it's like, you know, uh, uh, about speaking, about, about what comes out of our mouth. You know, that we should, we should talk like we have faith, not unbelief. Amen? We, you know, it starts with the things that come out of our mouth. No, I am this. I am a child of God. Amen? I, I, I will walk this out in faith. Amen? You know? It, it, it's so important that we, we see that. But, but faith sees the victory and it goes for it. You know, I, I, I remember when Miranda and I moved home, 2017. I, she looked at me and she said, I'm believing the Lord for four properties. She had said her faith. And I was like, okay. You know, I, I wasn't, I mean, we, I wasn't really, I mean, I wasn't thinking about real estate all that much. I was thinking, okay, next steps, what's God going to do ministry-wise? She was like, I'm believing the Lord for four properties. And within four months, five months, c- coming home, six months, I don't know. It was longer than that, maybe a year. We had four properties. She said her faith for that. Amen? You, you guys understand that you can set your faith for things. And you know what? She's seen it. I, I use that as an example. You can set your faith for things. You, I, I see it. I see, I see where I'm headed with this. Amen? The, am I, uh, you guys getting this thing around faith? Because, see, you, you know, I, I feel like sometimes we, we, we in the body of Christ, we talk about faith, but, you know, it's, it's not a belief. We, you know, I believe in God. That's not your faith. And I feel like sometimes we, we miss this. So I, I want to I really, you know, make sure you guys understand that, you know, we walk by faith, not by sight. I, we, we walk it. Faith, faith is action. Faith is walking things out. Amen. Brother John, leading a prayer group in, in Morgantown. It, it, it happened by faith. It happened by walking faith out. You know, it's like, I'm, you know, making himself available. An opportunity arose. He made himself available again. Right place, right time. The right thing to say, oh, this is what I'm doing. I'm running a prayer group. Boom, made himself available. See, that, that, you guys understand, see, that, that's the, I have this condition, right? I'm walking things out in faith. I'm believing that the Lord's going to show up and move in this situation. Again, get this, what's the enemy trying to rob you from? Your faith. He's trying to create doubt. He's trying to create unbelief. He's trying to create every uh, obstacles to trip you up, to throw things down in front of you. Uh, you, know, you know, we talked about it on Wednesday night. You know, just like, you know, when you make a move for God, you know, who's the first to attack you? Family. Duh. Why should we be surprised? Why, why should we act surprised when we step out for God? That our family says, who do you, who do you, who do you think you are? I knew what you used to do, you know. They want to remind you of your past. But see, Jesus is always here to remind us of our future, amen. The Bible says that we become a new creature in Christ, amen. Not, not the old things have passed, the new things have come. Just because they don't have revelation of that doesn't mean that you don't walk in that, amen. That you don't walk that out in faith. We have to continually be in a place of walking things out in faith. You know, the Bible says faith comes by what? It comes by hearing. In hearing by the word of God. We know that faith gets built in us by hearing. But please understand, it's not good enough just to hear the word of God. You now have to, once you've heard it, guess what? You've got to move in it. Amen. You know, you, you, you become religious. If you just hear and you don't do anything with the word. Ouch. I've been religious. I don't like it. 
I don't like it. You, you read the word of God, but you read the word of God so that you can have that you, you can you can begin to walk things out in faith. Amen. Amen. Read it. Get it in your spirit. You, even more today, you, you need to have the word of God. You need to have the word of God. Faith grows. Point number two, faith grows. Understand faith grows. Once you get saved, once you've received Jesus Christ as Lord of your life, that's the first step of faith. But your faith grows from level to level, from glory to glory. Anybody growing in faith? Amen. Amen. I, you know, I'm growing in faith. Man, I, I'm, I'm trying to grab a hold of new things all the time from the Lord. Amen. Getting deposits from the Lord. Man, I'm not done growing. I'm, 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 I'm trying to be done here growing. But I'm not done growing spiritually, amen, from, from the things of the Lord. I don't want to grow my belly anymore. I want, to, I want to grow. I want to grow in the things of God, amen. You know, and it's actually uh, 2 Thessalonians. It says, we, uh, verse 1, it says, we ought, we ought to always thank God for you, brothers and sisters, and, uh, and rightly. So because your faith is growing more and more. Your faith is growing more and more. We always are in a place where we, where we should be growing our faith. Amen? From level to level. I don't have it all figured out. Well, neither do I. <laughs> but I'm growing. I'm willing to take the steps to grow my faith. Amen? I, I, keep in mind, I'm not talking about just getting... You, you have to have the word. The word, you know, it's, it's like a tithe. It, you know, it, that's 10%. The, the Word of God and reading the Word of God should be standard for every believer. You, 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 shouldn't, you should either listen to it. If people say, I don't like to read then listen to it on audio. There is no reason in 2021 that we, that, we, that we shouldn't be able to get the Word of God into our spirit. Pastor Brad says you got zero excuse. Zero. You got, hear me, I'm, I'm being serious. you got zero excuse. I don't like to read Then put it on audio. I can catch, I mean, literally from Bridgeport to Fairmont. You know how many chapters I can get in? I can get in like 20 chapters of the Bible. Just driving 20 minutes. They read really well, too. They read much better than me, you know. They don't mess words up in the Bible, so. They, you know, they're very, you know, got this guy from England, you know. Anyway, so. But see, faith grows. You, you should always be in a place of where you're growing your faith. Amen? Growing your faith. Growing your faith from level to level to level. You know, and it's like once you see something happen in faith, isn't it exciting? When you see God show up, you know, Minister Lehigh looked at me a little bit ago and he said, he, said, he shared a story with me. He said, you know, one of the guys in Hana that's got cancer, he said, I called and I prayed for him yesterday. What's his name? Hey, anyway, it doesn't matter. He said, he said, I called and I, and I prayed with him. And he got saved. Amen. Amen. And, and a peace has just come over the home. A real peace has come over the home. See, that's what God does. That's what God does in a situation. See, that's, that's faith. It's, it's, it's faith believing that God can come, you know, 6,000, 8,000, 10,000 miles away. Just one prayer offered up in the peace of God settle on a home. Our God is omniscient. He's, he's everywhere. You, you understand that? Like, there, there, there's, no, there's no boundaries with our God. 
But see, understand something, it takes faith. If he would have not been able to pray, would that have happened? No. It takes people of faith to step into things. It takes people of faith to say, no, this is what we're believing for. We're contending for. Amen. How important is it that we contend? You know, I started out with Daniel chapter 3. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Contending for a nation. It's a much bigger picture than what we realize. Because, you know, some people want to read it that they were contending for their lives. No. They were contending for a nation. Because when you read the book of Daniel, you know, Daniel contended too. He was thrown into the lion's den. He's contending for a nation. Your life's not small. Please understand that every life in here is precious before God. Every life is precious before God. Every life. But in your contending for the things of God, allow faith to be that driving force. Your brother Don talked about the scripture earlier, and he said, uh, we shared the, talked about the rich young ruler. And, you know, he, he asked the question, it's a simple question, what must I do to enter the kingdom of heaven? What must I do, Lord, to enter the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus goes on and says, well, you know, you, you, you know, you know the law. You've kept the Sabbath. You've done, you've done all this. You've, you know religion. I keep going back to this for whatever reason. Because I, I don't like religion, and I don't want us to be religious. Amen. I want us to grab a hold of this thing called faith to pursue, to go after, to contend. And he's, you know, he says to the guy, he says, you know, you, you, you've done all this. It's not that he had done anything necessarily wrong. But Jesus says, you want to be like me? Sell all your possessions and give them to the poor. Ouch, I can't do that. Not that, Lord. Not, not, not that. I can't, I can't contend at that level. Jesus is saying, you want to be like me? You want to contend like me? You know, and, you know, please understand, that, that was for that guy. He's not a- asking everybody. He may. He may ask people. I mean, there's things sometimes I've had to give that I'm like, I didn't want to give. Cars we've sold, things we've money we've given. I, there's there's things sometimes I don't I don't want to I don't want to release that. I don't I don't want to. But it, it's faith, amen. It, it there's a release of faith, and that's what was dear to that guy: his possessions, his money. But sell everything you have and give it to the poor. Can't do that. You know he walked off discouraged. See Jesus. He wants every one of us to walk out the faith life that he's, he's, he's given us. Amen. He's given us great treasures. Amen. He's given, he's given each and every one of us the ability to walk this out. I believe that. I believe that. Minister Lee, why don't you come to the keyboard?
Hallelujah. today that that many of you in here you you've seen you've seen God move you've seen God do things in your life you've seen God show up when when you thought that there, there's no way there's no you know I was maybe I was going to die maybe something was going to happen I'm thankful God spared my life even before I was saved. But right now, if there were ever a time to really contend things of God, it's now. There's a generation of people, guys, that don't know. That don't know the love of God, that don't know. I mean, they think faith is, I believe in God. That's, That's not what faith is. Faith isn't just believing in God. Faith is an actual action. asking this church you know, to contend corporately for the things that we're believing for. Pastor Miranda drafted, drafted a letter yesterday. You know, we're contending for a vision at KC West Virginia. And I want people, you, know, you know, we have personal vision, yes, but corporately there's, there's a church vision. And we'll put this letter out probably over the next week or two, probably next week. Because, you know, two weeks because we understand the importance of contending for a city for families and you know and every person here today you're a part of that you're a part of something greater you're a part of something bigger you know I see these three Hebrew children Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego three people standing and saying you know we're fighting for a nation so I look today and I see 50 or so people. 50 or so people saying, you know what? I want to contend for this city. I want to contend for our nation. How does that happen? It happens through faith. It happens.
happens through, you know, I, I believe what my God says is true. I believe that when I, when I go to Morgantown and I, I start a prayer group, I expect people to show up. I believe that when I, when I click on that 6 a.m. prayer call, there's going to be 5, 7, 10 other people right there. You guys, you understand? See, that's, that's the contending. I'm, I'm contending for the things of God. I go to bed at night, you know, thinking, I don't know how you guys are now, but at 5.35, I'm up. It, you know, because it's, it's built in. It's built in because I know that right now God's calling a church. He's calling a, a body of believers to contend for this city. Pastor, I don't know how to do that. You know what? We in His fullness don't know how to do that. But corporately, watch what God will do through the body of Christ. See, God, He drops and He gives us, He gives us the way. He gives us the strategy. Amen. You know, you know, it's like the Luau, you know, October 9th. Yeah, 9th. What's that all about? It's about us having an event. To show, showcase something very beautiful. The hula that we do, it represents one true God. It'll be a great event. But you know the purpose of that event? Is at the end of the evening. We'll ask this very simple question. Does everybody here know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior? Have you received Him as your Lord? And give people an opportunity to, to know who Jesus Christ is just one event it'll be a good event but but you know why we do that it's because of faith <laughs> the planning the preparation all that stuff it's it doesn't just happen a lot of times you know I think sometimes in life we think that that's the religious side I'm just praying waiting God God's not coming down here and planning the luau you got you guys understand that he's not coming down here and he's cooking he's not God's not doing any of that so we can't we can't treat our Christianity that way we can't treat our Christian. Well, God's God will move me when God's ready to move me. No, God, God, God did it two thousand years ago. He moved two thousand years ago. He moved two thousand years ago. Guess what, guys? Now we walk it out. Now we walk things out in faith. It's a very simple thing. What are you believing for? Because listen, you can believe for something if you're not willing to put faith behind it. You're still just believing for something. Amen. He's like, it takes faith. You know, and what I love is I'm watching people walk things out in faith right now. It's, 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 it's awesome. Some of you are here today because it's a, it's a faith thing. You, 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 you got out of bed, you rolled out of bed, and was like, I'm just going to trust God today. I'm just going to trust God today. See, that's, that's that faith walk. That's how it starts for all of us. I know when I started going to church, it was one step a week. That's what it felt like. Go to the altar every week to repent. Lord, forgive me. I'm a mess. Second week, roll around. Oh, I don't want to go to church. I'm going to feel convicted. Everybody's going to know what I'm doing. You know, anybody follow me? Isn't that, isn't that, isn't that true? Everybody's going to know what I did last night. You know, everybody, no, people don't know. 
But see, you know what happens? The Holy Spirit knows. He tugs. He pulls at the heart. You know why? It's because His grace is sufficient. It's because, you know what? What He wants us to do is to come into fellowship with Him. See, that's the love of Jesus. Not the love of man. Because, see, that's where man will get, man will get in the way. Yeah, I know, boy. You, you should have been in church. You should have. Yeah, you probably outlaw. You know, see, that's what man does. But God covers all that. He takes all, he takes all that and He covers it. He covers it. It's so that you can begin this faith walk. Just putting... Some people walk slow at it, man. Some people go headstrong like a bull in a china shop. Run hard. It doesn't matter. They're going to win souls. I know when Killa from Hawaii got saved, the whole town of Hana knew he was saved. And he prayed with 850 of the 900 people that lived there. You know why? Because he, he was bold and he didn't care. They're going to hear about my Jesus, the one true God. You, you drive through town. <laughs> I'd see him from afar, literally afar. I'm not talking, you're talking a quarter of a mile. You'd hear, hallelujah! That's right! You know, drive through town, he'd be at the ballpark, see my truck. Hey, Pastor Brad, hallelujah! People in Hana, they were like getting, they were like so upset. To calm down. Tell that to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You need to calm down. Just go to the furnace and burn. You, you know, I mean, just calm down. Aren't you tired of being? I'm done being calm. Aren't you sick of being? Aren't you? I don't want to look like a normal church. I don't want to look like a normal church. I don't want to look just like the world. I don't. I don't want to. Well, you know, you just. You got to be like every church. No, we don't have to be like, you know, I, I know if there's one thing I know, God called us in here to be very different. He called this church to be very different. 850, 900 souls this year. We're, we're different. Why do you keep track? Hey, we celebrate souls. Amen. We're thankful when someone, when one person gives their heart to Jesus, we're thankful for that. And, you know, I look around this room. Many of you are a part of that. Many of you have brought people. I mean, you know that when you bring somebody to church and they get saved, you share in that? It's not small. That when you go to heaven, there's crowns handed out in heaven. And you're bringing people to church, and you know what? They'll play, The Lord would place a soul-winning crown on your head. Because you're a part of the gospel getting spread, getting, getting shared into your community. That's why it's the body of Christ working together. Put faith, put faith behind whatever it is that you're believing for. Amen. Don't be shy around it either. Everybody just bow your heads this morning. Listen, I can talk about faith. I can talk about Jesus. I can, you know, and if you're watching online, we can talk about this thing called faith. But applied faith comes when you've made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. 
That's how applied faith comes. You, 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 you know, you're, you, you today can apply faith to, to that right there. And say, you know what, today I need to give my heart to Jesus Christ. I need to, you know, I need to quit messing around. I need, I need to actually say, hey, today's the day. I, I, I'm fully committed to the Lord Jesus Christ. And listen, I, I'm just, if that's anybody here today, you would say to the Lord, you know what, hey, I, 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 I want to be fully committed to Jesus. And if you need prayer, I want you to come to this altar. If you've never received Jesus Christ as your life, uh, in, your, in your life, as your Lord and Savior, today you can do that. Today you can commit or recommit your life back to Him. It's a very simple thing. It's a very simple thing. If that's anybody here today, that you're not saved, you're not sure where, you know, hey guys, listen, if Jesus, you know, we don't know when Jesus is coming. And I believe that for some, that if they knew Jesus was coming three weeks from the day, they would live like hell up until the 19th day and say, how can I get it right? We can't play around with the things of God. If we're children of God, we need to behave as children of God. Amen? If there's anybody here today that's not saved, you know what, just, just check your heart. Or you need to recommit or reconnect your heart back to the Lord. If that's anybody here today, I just want you to slip up your hand. I want to pray with you today. I want to pray with you today. Amen. I see that hand. Amen.
I just uh, I want to say to both of you guys. I mean, you know, even Beverly first. I mean, it's I, you know, it's 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 it was a, it's a, maybe a type of heaviness, but but what I seen even as you started walking up with me, it was it was a field, and it was like a hay field, and it was and it was filled. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and how Nebuchadnezzar promoted. God's getting ready to promote. He's getting ready to, like I said, it's 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 not about another level. It's just that the Lord's eyes have been upon you. And promotion, God's promotion is upon you. And um, and um, the things that you desire in faith will be released. And um, and I'm gonna say, even in this, that resources that you guys have been believing for, um, unusual ways unusual ways resources will will begin to come it's you know it, it's it's not just in money it may be that somebody just gives you land somebody just gives you a vehicle I, that happened recently but but you know but then it'll be another because you know your willingness to give your willingness to sow your willingness to to plant back into other people god sees that you know god's always wanting to honor he's wanting to honor his word and you've protected his word brother don you protected what was dear What's not only dear to you, but dear to the Lord, and you protect that. You don't compromise the word, and um, and because you're not just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you're not willing to compromise. The Lord sees that, and there'll be a great favor and grace. You know, in even in the business arena, even even throughout this city and throughout this region, there'll be a great favor. People say, "What's different?" And you'll say, I, "I'll tell you what's different." It's my relationship with God. And people, I'm telling you, even in the workplace where ones have been hard-hearted and, and you know, not necessarily, there's going to be a door. And, and things are going to begin to shift even there. Brother Don, will you pray for me? Brother Don, Brother Don, you're going to hear that a lot. I believe that. You're going to hear that, Brother Don. Uh, because it's not only a, a spiritual aspect of, like, brothers and sisters in Christ. 
but they see you as a big brother. They see you as somebody that is that's that's cared for them. They see you as somebody that has uh, has helped them. So, um, Father, I pray today for the anointing. this even today, that you increase their faith. The things that, you know, even this, the things that you've been asking for are small compared to what the Lord wants to do. So Father, I pray, Lord, even today, greater levels of faith, greater levels of the anointing in Jesus' mighty name. he's leveling you, other people come along. It's, it's no longer going to be that you have to drag or feel like you're dragging somebody along. You know, you've got to, you've got to address you with the Lord. Amen. And as you're doing that, it, it, there's, there's, it's just a clear, it's a, I'm, I'm telling you, real clarity will come. Amen. Amen. That make, yeah, okay. Yeah. Raise your hands. Father.
Something new's coming. It's, it's not only because you've asked you've asked for something new. It's um, you know, it's like I, you know, it's again. I want you. It's not that you're in a dead end job or anything like that, because you're bringing faith. You're bringing faith to uh, to a workplace, and you know what it does is it frustrates the devil. And 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 you know, and that's one of the things that that you know God's going to use you for assignments like that. God's going to use you for clear assignments to frustrate the devil like because he you know because you know why it's because the enemy thought he had you the enemy thought you know what i i you know there is no way this girl's going to serve the lord there is no way that this that that she that she will she will be telling people about jesus and see that and that's that's what the enemy thought but you know but exactly what's you know what the enemy meant for harm I'm telling you, Jesus Christ has turned it around. And I'm telling you, you will see, you will see the multitudes of people. You know, you will see, you know, and it was not only because of your testimony. It's because, you know what, God's delivered you. God, God, God set you free. He's given you a great testimony. But it's also because of the power that God's going to put in you. Amen. That you're going to carry power. That that you know, it's like you know, when someone says, "Hey, will you will you pray for me?" You turn around with a boldness and you just slap your big old hand across their forehead, and they fall down at the pizza shop. Amen. That that's exactly that's exactly the power that's getting ready to come upon you. And I'm telling you, God, you know, you're 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 a clear picture of the people. That are going to be, I'm telling you, radical for Jesus. Radical for Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you, you don't ever, you don't ever have to put up with the devil's crap. Okay, you don't. And I'm, you know, even in the workplace, when people say, "Well, you can't say this," so what? What are you going to do? Fire me? Like I can't go out and find another job? I, I mean, people, you know, people need to wake up. Okay. Why well, make fifty? 000. So what? You can make a hundred thousand dollars. It's never about when you do what God's called you to do. He will. Re, he's the rewarder. The Bible says that He's a rewarder to those that diligently seek Him. So seek Him. So if, you know what? If they fire you, we'll laugh. We just won't buy pizza. For, I don't buy their pizza anyway. So, but we just, you know, I'm not naming it on the computer. So, but it's not bad. But anyway, but understand that I'm telling you, there's a real boldness coming upon you for 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 that kind of work. You know, understand, it's not, I mean, you think, oh, I'm, I'm called to street people. No, 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 you're called to people. People get confused over that. They think, well, because I've had a rough life or I've had this, that's the people I'm called to. No, we're called to everybody. There's as many wealthy people that do drugs and snort coke and do all that as there are people that don't. So, we're, you know, understand, we're all called to people. It's, you're not called to low class, middle class. You know, we're called to people. And your testimony, it'll not only be heard here, but I'm telling you, it's going to shake some people. It's going to shake some friends. And I'm, I want to encourage you that even in the next month, two months, you reach out to some of your old friends. And just, you know what, I'm going to say this. Just ask them, can I come and pray for you? Don't, don't, don't even say anything. Can I come and pray? Go lay hands on them and watch the power of God fall. And you, you, you lay hands on them and you, you say, Father, right now, set them free in Jesus' mighty name. I curse the taste of meth. I curse the taste of drugs. Don't just go to them. Don't say, hey, I just wonder if we have lunch. No, no, it's not even about lunch. You're on a mission. You're on an assignment. 
That's for everybody in here. Don't, don't quit asking permission. People's lives are in balance right now. People are going to go to hell, guys. People's lives are in balance. Don't ask. Just say, hey, I, can I, I'm going to come and see you. I, I love you. I want to come and see you. Yeah, we should pray for him, but then we just go. Amen? Faith, faith, faith. Get that, guys. What's faith do? Faith goes, right? So that's what we're going to do. We're going to go. And over these next two months, three months, we're going to go. We're going to go at it hard. Amen? I'm going to bring somebody next week. Amen? Here, Pastor Brad, I'm bringing someone next week. Amen? Who are you bringing? We're going to be an army here in Fairmont. Amen? I mean, it may, you may go through 12 people to get one to come, but, you know, that, that's, that's the fun of it. Amen. Amen. Just raise your hands. I'm going to bless you. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you, Lord, for faith. Let faith arise today in your house. Let faith arise in your house today. Father, I pray that, Lord, even as we go this week in our going, hmm, Lord, may we get understanding. May we have the revelation of the Word of God in our spirit. And Father, I pray blessings over this congregation today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen.